Welcome to my show, Let's Talk, all about life after loss with me, Diane Parker. The show to help you whether you're pre-grieving, stuck in your grief, or looking for steps to help guide you right now, then you've come to the right place. Whether to share your story with me to help others, or to find some comfort around the sometimes difficult subject, you are warmly welcome. So let's talk all about life after loss. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Life After Loss with me, Diane Parker. And today I'm going to cover what we call the roller coaster of life and how to ride that roller coaster of life. And in the grief recovery method, we call it the time where we choose to recover. And I know that when I went to my training and the lovely Phil wrote on the board the grief recovery method my first thought was I hope they don't think I'm going to recover from 31 years of marriage and just forget him because that's not going to happen and of course it wasn't we're talking about that part of us that carries the pain of our losses so to make the choice at first to want to recover was where I had to start. I have shared with you that I had very deep, dark days. I'd never, never felt depression as I did at that time. How I was going to actually continue without him with me in, his, in my life was just an unthinkable thought, which obviously I had to try and process. And I used my techniques that I'd learned over the years from um, an LP practice that I do and the work that I've done with clients and the exercises that I do and teaching people how to breathe, to be centered. And I would literally do these things every single day to try and just help me get through the day. Um, and there was times when I could just give in and I would just sit in the bathroom and cry. Some of you might recognize that we take ourselves off to do these things and cry alone. I, I'm, I was okay about crying in front of people. That what didn't bother me, but my dog seemed to have issue with it. and <laughs> She would start barking and howling at me. So I would like to take myself off so that I didn't um, upset the dog. <laughs> but when you, you know, this is what I had to do. So what we, what we talk about in the grief recovery method is, is that making that choice to actually take the steps that we need to do to help us recover. And we need to know how to start and where to begin with that. And there are three words that we talk about in that process of recovery that help us, which is different, better, or more. So whether the loss is a death, a divorce, or a painful estrangement from another person, the question is, what do you wish had been different better or more asking that will always help you find what is incomplete and when you do that then you can take the steps you need to do to take some action on that how many times at a funeral for example have you ever heard or said yourself i wish i could have done more to help 
If we do not identify differently, better or more, we begin to make the death or the other losses responsible for how we feel. And as long as we believe that someone or something else is responsible for how we feel, we aren't able to recover. So who is responsible? We spoke about the myth around time, for example. Grief is just takes time. The next hurdle for grievers is the belief that other people or events are responsible for their feelings. Many of us have a tendency to say, Ruby made me so angry. Ruby's my dog, by the way. Um, or Ruby, um, if, he, if Ruby hadn't have done it, I'd have been okay. Or Ruby's ruined my day. So you can see from that how I'm apporting blame for how I'm feeling to my dog, Ruby. So in the Grief Recovery Handbook, they refer to that as attitude of non-responsibility for our feelings and our actions are rampant. Think of your earlier influences in life. A mother says to a child, you make me happy. A father says, you make me proud. Or a mom says, don't make your dad mad. I'm sure you can all hear now your parents' voices with statements similar to that. I know I can. So children get to realise that the opposite must be true then. If I can make mum and dad feel something, then they can make me feel something. And this, this then becomes a major influencer into the victim mentality that's crept into so many areas of modern day life. I'm reminded of that classic quote from Eleanor Rosenfeld, no one can make you feel bad about yourself without your permission. But despite that amazing statement, sometimes it's hard for people to move from that belief that they, if they were responsible for others and their feelings, and therefore they're also responsible for ending our feelings. So there's a little, little passage in the book I'm just going to read to you now. Go straight out of the grief recovery handbook just to emphasize this point which is i think it's a it's a really wonderful saying okay one morning a man is on his way to work in his car he comes to a red light and being a law-abiding person he stops sitting at the light he begins to daydream meanwhile the light changes from red to green our friend doesn't see the light change the driver in the car behind him does when our friend's car doesn't move, the guy behind him sounds his horn to notify him that the light has turned green. Our friend then rolls down the window and thanks the guy behind him for honking at him and calling his attention to the fact that the light has changed. Whom are we kidding here? We all know that <laughs> it, goes, it goes more like this. Our friend becomes embarrassed. No one likes to feel embarrassed. He sure doesn't want to be responsible for causing his own embarrassment. He too has a lifetime's practice of making others responsible for his feelings. So instead of saying thank you to the driver for calling his attention to the fact that he has a light, the light has changed, he thinks, boy, that guy makes me mad. Almost at once, his mind becomes filled with plans and schemes to save face or, or get even. 
He rolls down his window, puts his head out and does exactly what he's learned to do in that self-help seminar he attended two years back. He reports his feelings. Hey, buddy, get off my back. He then proceeds to drive a little bit slower in front of this guy in order to punish him for ruining his day. He knows he's right about this one. So the friend here is angry and I can't see that he is the architect of his own discomfort. How many times can you see that cropping up in your life? I know I surely can. And that's when we can start to take a little bit of action for ourselves on these things. Because we're programmed or socialised to believe that we're victims of events and therefore helpless in our responses to those events as well as our thoughts and feelings and actions of others. How many of you have heard or it said, let it go, or what's, what's done is done? Wouldn't that be a perfect world if the human heart and brain could work that way, but it doesn't. Until we change on a one responsibility for our own recovery and take that step to make it happen for ourselves, we're never gonna get out of this cycle. It's amazing too how small a shift this way can, in your thinking, can empower you. When you stop blaming, shaming or justifying things that are not going right for you or working out the way you would hope, dream or desire them to, but take responsibility for yourself. In that moment, sh things shift and it will start to happen. Just like when we drop a pebble into a still pond and just watch the ripples that come out from each side. It might be a subtle change, but there will be a change. You will start to see things from a different perspective. And you'll be able to ask yourself a better quality question. What do I need to do in regard to this? Can I do anything in regard to this issue? Do I need to help? Do I need any help in regard to this issue? And in that moment of pure thought, you have shifted from reacting to responding. It might take courage, adding a little bit of responsibility. You will, cre you will create a much better place to live. Less stress, less anxiety, and a lot more peaceful. And yes, that is how we do indeed ro ride this roller coaster of life. So I hope you can reflect on that. And if you know that there is elements going on in your life right now that you don't have any control over, Know that the thing that you do have control over is yourself and how you are going to turn up, show up or be in that moment. And that can be a hard thing for us to take on board. But if we can do, it, will, it really will empower you. It's what we call whether or not you're going to react to something or respond to something. And if you're reacting to something, then you're in it and you can't find the answers. But if you can take that step back, even if you do it physically and just say, okay, I've caught myself doing it. I'm not going to blame, shame or justify. I'm taking responsibility for myself and I'm going to step back and I'm going to think about what I can actually do in this for me. How do I want to show up? And that, that slight moment can make the biggest impact for yourself and the rest of the day so we've got a quick tip here for you if you are feeling down stuck or 
you just don't you're just having a heavy day put some music on and shake your booty there's nothing quicker that changes within us in our physiology in our thoughts if we can actually shake shake the body dance to your favorite record if you're at work go to the toilets and play your favorite song if you haven't got it on your phone you'll have it in your head play your favorite song you will have recorded it it will be there because it's your favorite and that's all you need to do is just shake and move your energy if that will change your state then that will help you change your thoughts quicker than most anything else okay well that's me for this week i hope you've enjoyed that quick little um, chat about how to start recovering and taking responsibility for yourself and starting to ride this roller coaster of life because we just don't know what's going to happen next life is just like that things will show up and it's just how we're showing up at the same time as to how that's going to end up if you need any help from today please do get in touch diane at lifeafterlossiom.com and i look forward to being with you all next week bye for now If you would like to find out more about my services, please visit www.lifeafterlossiom.com or you can email me at diane at lifeafterlossiom.com should you have any questions that you would like me to address on my next podcast. If, as way of thanks for any of, for any of you that come on board uh, and give me that all-important email address, I have for you a free ebook as my thanks. I would also like to extend my thanks to Northwestern on Upbeat for the music intro piece by piece. Until next time, I'll see you again on Let's Talk Life After Loss. Bye now.